There is a country beyond that which is known to humankind. A stray country. A country that exists west of October. Whose borders are somewhere between midnight train whistles and the distant hell of a dog. A country that lies somewhere in the stitched and jittering static between radio stations. A country that drifts through America like a traveling salesman. But every now and then stops the nest on a small town. A small church. A single street. And maybe, just maybe, some kind of delayed radio broadcast you've stuffed in your ears. Chapter 6 The Man Who Doesn't Light His Cigarettes Billy jumped half a mile to Tuesday. Scaredy cat whirled to find the voice. Behind him was the janitor. The janitor. Who could say? Never having seen him. A shock of white hair. A stroke of white beard. Holding a mop. But no bucket. Billy's eyes looked for the bucket. Because what use is a mop without a bucket? It's like Billy looked to the man's fingers, fastened tight with an unlit cigarette. Yes, but no lighter in hand, no match in mouth. Yes, thought Billy, a mop without a bucket was like a cigarette without fire. Billy blinked. The janitor waited. Like Billy's blink hadn't said enough. I, uh, forgot my science book. The man looked at Billy's hands to check the truth. Billy looked at the man's hands to the exposed, the naked and raw cigarette putting on this peep show in the halls of the school like the porno flick it was. The man looked down, aware of what the kid had seen, something too unclothed in the gasper like that. Unpackaged, unwrapped, not hid away by cellophane and cardboard and pocket. A trifecta of layering to keep the candy that kills from eyes of kids. But here, nude, between fingers, freighted with all the guilt of a magpie choking on a quarter. Billy blinked. The man turned, stepped to the window, where outside the carnival of leaves gusted around in the vacuum dark. Funny how autumn's the cemetery season. His whore voice said, stamped, grainy, and raw by Philip Morse's branding iron. Billy looked outside. Nothing looked funny to him. The leaves are dead or dying. The sun, dead or dying. The season for the dead. But the air. On cue, an old womanish wail of wind blew a peppering fire of silhouette leaves. The air dies in summer. Ever notice that? I suppose you'd have to be particularly sensitive even to see it. Not a breath stirring, sky stiff and silent and just plain dead. But autumn, it comes back.
Anson, from its coffin. Like a ghost, haunts the jury's red yip. He paused, admiring the funeral procession outside the window. The air is a long way from dead. The one thing alive in this dead season. Billy blinked. The janitor nodded like Billy had said something. Fall's a funny season, if you think about it, kid. A ghost of a season, really. Guess that's why Halloween's dead smack in the middle of it all. Oh, God. Halloween. Can you imagine what it was like before candy? An ugly holiday in an ugly month. A holiday what must be celebrated, but doesn't want to be. A day for the dead, but the mud ball belongs to the living, so tucked in, out, away, thrown away, under the rug of autumn. The garbage bin of holidays thrown out in a landfill month. That's the day. The one day all the dead get. Billy blinked. The janitor nodded, like he had agreed with what Billy had said. Watch the wind flick the straw limbs and lantern leaves. He tapped the cigarette between his fingers. Something like a conductor's baton. Like he was keeping time. Telling the season how fast to play. But he didn't light it. No. He just finger fiddled the tobacco baton to the beat of the wind. You never smoke, kid. Said the janitor. To the window and the season, Billy shook his head. The man nodded, like he'd known it all along. The problem with cigarettes is they like smoking kids, more than kids like smoking them. And too late, you figure out cigarettes need you, less than you need them. Yeah, why cigarettes live on without you, but you can't live without them. They call that a bad relationship. They turn your lungs into a garbage can. Soon your wife won't want to smell you no more. Won't want to watch you run your lungs over by the steam cleaner from hell. She'll say it's me or the cigarettes. And when you put together an old woman against the shuck and the hum of fire in a man's lungs. You don't want to know what wins. Me. Or the cigarettes. Me or the cigarettes. See, cigarettes are the world's oldest serial killer. And if you got something that won't stop at killing people, you think he'll think twice about killing a marriage. Or a wallet. Cause then there's a cost. Men like me broom and mop the dust around here just to buy different dust for our lungs. And that's not right in a saddle halfway to hell. I don't know what is. Billy blinked. The janitor kept talking. Like Billy had said, keep going. Oh yeah, these suicide sticks tilt your youth right out of your body. That's right. Like a carnival passing church on Sunday has a kind of gravity what no boy love of Jesus be damned can withstand. Out they pour, just to be lost in midway cracks and sideshow alleys. About your age is when your ears tune in to the sirens beck and call. 
They were singing before, sure, but you just couldn't hear them. But junior high is the best way to make a growing boy feel like a kid again. And the most convenient way to grow up fast is to shuck your lungs with St. Elmo's fire. To burn tobacco like a lot of witches and off the fumes. Why, that's not kid stuff. It's a horror film for your lungs. And what kid can stomach a horror film? So like a kid that can watch the whole of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and not bat an eye. Not blink to shut, but blink to wet. To keep a eye moist so it can stay open for all the bizarre of blood. Why, that's not a kid, is it? But a real man, because men can watch violence. Men can lick their lips and say more war, more gore. More dead bodies, more knives, more men swinging from nooses and trees. We are grinding up missiles like sausages. We will bury you. Yes, men can pound their knives and forks on the table when it comes to cracking open Poland and feasting on Jews. So yeah, cigarettes are the same kind of thing. A horror film for the lungs. And if a kid can suck the smoke and drag the ghost of dead tobacco leaves, well, then most certainly that kid isn't a kid anymore. Right? But well on his way to becoming a man. Billy blinked. The janitor put his cigarette to lips. Did not light it. Sucked air through it. It sounded like another river going by. Outside, the pumpkin season strode by, tossing loose leaflets on the wind. Tall trees passing on the propaganda. So, that's where it starts. The janitor turned from the window. He eyed Billy carefully, like he was reading the boy's fine print. Once. Twice took his cigarette from his lips, put it back, all puzzling over the Pulp Fiction boy before him. You already got the cigarette, don't you, boy? Billy blinked twice. The janitor's speech, cigarette slurred on. You just haven't lit it yet. The janitor blinked, like Billy was a pamphlet. Hard to understand. But you didn't buy it. His eyes narrowed. And no one gave it to you. At least. The man's lip-dangling cigarette stood still. Reading Billy, the janitor was like a kid at a tall word, with no teacher or birch rod to help him over. Whatever he couldn't read in Billy, he tried to sound out. No one living did. The man's eyes looked away, like they were trying to see the crazy that had leaked from his own lips. But the lips, confused by the crazy, formed a question. You've been getting cigarettes from the dead kid. Billy blinked. The janitor did not blink. Outside, the wind ran a hand over the river of freak show leaves. Inside, the school halls were very 
very quiet. A boy, looking. A janitor, looking. Wondering just what the hell to make of the other. There you are, Billy. God, what are you doing? Mom took my controllers away, said I couldn't get them back till I found you. I was all the way to Mr. Sandman. Round three, he was down, the count was at eight. I might have beat him, but I don't know. Mom came in and yanked out the controllers. I barely got it paused in time. Then I had to come find you. I probably lost my rhythm, thanks a lot. Jack looked the janitor. Starting from the shoes with a slow pan north to the cigarette. You can't smoke in school, Jack said. It's not lit, the janitor said. Still school? School's closed. Doesn't change anything, doesn't it? The man dropped them up. The stick rattled the tile floor weak and tiny, like a bullet. Pissant and poor and couldn't hurt anyone really if only thrown, but loaded into the big gun chamber of an empty junior high school hall, something built to take all the screams and squiggles of adolescence used to focus fire one mop handle clatter. The boys had thought they'd heard Grandpa's shotgun, and the quiet that followed was just as loud. Jack and the janitor stood eyes deep, listening to the idiot lullaby of gunslinger silence, standing country much closer to low midnight than high noon. Closed, thought Billy. Isn't a school like a library? Sure, they can lock the doors, seal the books up against the night, but you can't close it, can you? No one would ever tell a kid no more learning for today. Please stop. Put down the encyclopedia. Stuff up your ears and for God's sake, shut tight that science book. Would they? But something the janitor had said. School is closed. Made Billy wonder, did this watchman of garbage know the school better by empty kid hours? Was something else coming? Was saying school's closed just a funny way of saying you kids don't? want to be here. The man drew a ring of keys, picked up his mop. I'll be locking the doors. He pulled the fire-dry cigarette from his mouth and blew clean junior high air. The man began to disappear down the hall, carrying the mop in a clutch of head, upside down, dragging wood tail low and long down down the hall, wood clicking over between tile cracks like a metronome. Click, 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 click. Jesus, talk about a nut job. Hey, did he touch you? Touch me? Yeah, it looks like one of them molesters or something. You know, there's a different Strokes episode about it. No, he just talked. About what? Cigarettes? Well, ain't that a bag of shit? I think a guy whose whole job is to keep the place clean wouldn't like making a mess of his lungs. Yeah, you'd think. Billy looked off into the dark hall, stretched out like a cat. Come on, Jack said. 
Last thing I want is to be locked in here with that serial killer kitty fiddler janitor for the night.